Wednesday, so that's chin check, baby. And as we do, we are looking back at Tuesday's Dana White's Contender Series and then looking ahead at the uh, which one is it? It's um, UFC, UFC Vegas 10, right? It's Fight Night Waterstone v Hill. So yeah, there's some fun shit to go down And uh, that's what we're going to do, people So sit back, relax, and let's fucking go Okay, so last night we had another Dana White contender series Yo, so this is week six Week six, which um, man, I don't know that. I think that gives us two more weeks. I think that's right. Gives us two more weeks before everything pivots over to Fight Island. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what? It doesn't even matter. I don't even know why I started down this train, this track. Yeah, track. Not train, because that's what's on the track. Anyway, 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 right? It was week six, and um, I have to say, like, every single week that goes by, I really do think that it makes it so clear on what is expected. You know what I mean? Like, when people don't get contracts... Like you, there's a clear understanding why, right? And I do believe it's always fair. You know, look, you can definitely go, oh no, but 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 you know, you can definitely make reasons for people getting. But I think the reason why they don't, I think it makes sense because the whole thing is, this is meant to be. You know what I mean like the op- the biggest opportunity, right? So you have to basically go out there and do everything you can. So there can't be any periods of I'm just gonna, you know what I mean, just sit around in this position for a while. You have to be hunting for because like you it, it, I feel it helps separate. From the people that you go and you have, right? Because, hey, let's just take, um, oh, what's my net man's name? Um, Kamzat Chimavev, right? He, he's now, he wants to fight all the motherfucking time. All the time. Just like, yo, give me a fight. I want to fight. Give me a fight. Give me a fight. 
right? But we've definitely heard of them people that are just like, eh, you know what, I just want to fight two times this year. Or, mm, that's not a fight for me. Or, that's not a fight for me. I'd rather have that fight. So, you want people that want to fight. So, by sh- by having people, like, show. You know what I mean? Like, listen. Every- like, yeah, it's all about tonight. It gives you that. Right? And, you know, if if the people don't, right? Depending on what they showed, you get another opportunity. But I think it lets people iron out those flaws. Because let's be clear as well, right? You A lot of times you have people that have only had, say, five, six fights, sometimes less. So, hey, you're uh, so fucking early in your career. You know what I mean? So early in your career that do you really want to be in there right now? Because... Once you're in, there are no easy fights. There's no, okay, so we're going to look for a guy that, you know, has no ground, no ground game. Yeah, we're going to put you with a guy that, you know, he's an okay striker, but you'll win. Yep, there's no, no, no. (laughs) It's just like, hey, there's this guy you can fight. Anyone? No. Uh, okay, here <laughs> we always hear about some people that are like, yeah, I signed and right, my first three fights were against blah 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 and blah, and it's just like, oh, that's crazy. But what else did you want? What else did you expect? So yeah, I think sometimes when cats don't get the shot, it's a good thing, and we've heard that from people like I got in too quick. Or, you know what, when I, when I f- f- lost last time, yeah, going away, I kind of realised that, yo, I, I, need, I need to learn more. And so, yeah, I, I, I think that's what gets established. And um, this week, we had five incredible fights. They were great fucking fights. It was, it, yeah, it was crazy. Like the the skill level on show, whoo! Oh my days! It yeah, but people were extremely fucking good. They really were. Like we started off with um the middleweight fight between Henrique uh, Shigamoto and Alash Kebab. Kirev, I I think that's it, and the thing with this, like, I think Kirev hadn't fought since 2018, so he'd been out a while, but it it was just like, oh, so what, you know, how's this gonna look, right, how's he gonna, is he gonna be ring rusty, like, what's the deal, and they came out just hot, they were both throwing, there was a lot of body kicks, right, a lot of body kicks and um yeah like there was a point when um you know Kirev he he was slightly off balance so when he got hit with that body kick he goes down so you you have Shigamoto kind of go to get on top I think he went for like a guillotine but Kirev you know what I mean he wasn't fully down 
So he's then just powering forward, gets uh, Shigamatsu down, and oh, <laughs> oh my God! You know he just implemented that grind. You know he's just on and he's punching and just working. You know what I mean? Like um. Shirogamatu tried to change positions, tried to readjust, but I think when you've got a guy with such a heavy top game, it makes it really difficult. So there was a point, and Shigamatu, he, you know, he gave up his back, gave up his back. So we've got Kiravev jump on top, and then. Once he just stretched him out, you're just like, now it's going to be impossible for you to get him off your back, right? You're stretched out. You've got nothing to help you get up. It's done. And it was. Yuri Kurbeb just sunk in that rear naked and uh, squeezed until the ref just stopped that shit. But boy, it was quick and it was brutal. You know what I mean? And so it was just like, oh, so uh, I guess Kirovev doesn't have any ring rust. <laughs> you know what I mean? We were like, oh, okay, all right, <laughs> all right, I, I, I get it. So um, then we jump to the second fight, and that was bantamweights. So we had Draco Rodriguez against Mana Martinez. And um oh this was kind of this was fun, right? So again, they both came out, they're both going at each other, and um it's very back and forth, right? So Martinez, I think he tried to do like put um Rodriguez in an armor platter. Um, yeah, that didn't go well, <laughs> you know what I mean, Rodriguez escaped from that, and he then just, he reversed it, reversed it, and went through a kind of, uh, just a, a crazy sequence of submission attempts, you know, like, there was an arm bar, and just... Man, a few, <laughs> a, a few different, and he he stops on a triangle, stops on a triangle, and he gets it, and you're like, oh, can he, you know what I mean, like, oh, can Martinez get out of this, and you, you know what I mean, Martinez definitely tried, <laughs> you know what I mean, there wasn't any, uh, yeah, wasn't any uh, moment where you're seeing him not try. Yeah, and it just didn't work. It didn't work, right? And he's just squeezing. Rodriguez is just squeezing. You know, and it's just... Tighter and tighter and tighter, 
until he's asleep. You know what I mean? Like, oh, fuck. He was asleep. You know what I mean? And again, it didn't really, in a time frame, wasn't that long. You know what I mean? Wasn't really that long. I think it was less than half a round. So another just, oh, great win. Great win. So next, next was an interesting one, right? So we jumped back up to middleweight. And we had Philip Hawes, who, you know, he's returning. This would be his, uh, I believe it's the second time on the contender. But I also believe that he tried out for the ultimate fighter as well. So it was the fight, to, he lost the fight to get into the house. I I feel that happened. I might be wrong, but I do believe that ha- you know that had taken place. So you have him in one corner, and then in the next corner you've got a Kazarat Bestavev, who trains at um, AKA. You know what I mean? So DC knows this dude. And he's just like, yeah, he's you know what I mean? He's a tough motherfucker. And he's got a kickboxing uh background. And I think we've seen a lot of that, right? I think especially because, you know, Glory Holland has gone bankrupt. So we're seeing a lot of kickboxing guys cross over. And I kind of feel that even before they officially went bankrupt. Like, people were struggling getting fights and all of that. So, you know, and the money kind of side of things. And people are just like, look, there's more money in MMA. So we've been seeing this, you know what I mean, bleed through of kickboxing talent crossover. So it's just like, who's going to win this fight? Especially when we saw them. Like, Best of Ev was... So much Like the you know the reach He's a tall motherfucker Now Hawes is Definitely you know what I mean You you can see he's a strong He's a strong son of a bitch But you know You're thinking oh that reach Could be a problem So um Yeah this fight starts and Um yo You know what I mean we're, we're watching Hawes he, He's doing the right thing He's attacking the legs He's chopping the legs And we see Vestavev change You know, he changed his stance A couple of times Right um, But he was also Then utilising that range Right So when Hawes was getting a bit too close You know what I mean um, Bestavev would just like come at him, you know, and um, land some shots. So it was just like it was an interesting mix, right? But um, yeah, you then get a point, and Bestavev comes forward and hoars uncorks a right hand. That was just Oh, just nasty Straight up nasty And we just see Best of them Like crack down Like a fucking 
elm tree or something. You know what I mean? He fell. And he didn't look... He did not look good. You know So you're just thinking... Oh, like, is he out? But he wasn't fully out, right? So Hawes followed it up with some ground and pound. And yeah, then it got called. It got called because he was... He was not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. So, yo, we had that fight. And that was, yeah, it was a legit craziness from Hawks. So, then we move on to uh, a lightweight clash. We had Cameron Church against Sherrod Blackledge. And um, I think it's, it's kind of funny, right? So, if you... Follow certain fighters and um, camps, right? So you say if you're looking at Syndicate MMA on uh, Instagram, you see people training. Um, so Roxanne, JoJo, and all the other girls, right? So you see them training, and um, you'll see some of their training partners, right? So it's like um. Anthony Yitz, or however you pronounce his name, from, you know, a couple weeks back, like, you recognise him, and Blackledge, like, they're always in their training too, and it's always a mention, like, everyone always, you have to give it up to some people, because they shout out their training partners, like, people, hey, Take note, this motherfucker's gonna be doing shit soon You know what I mean? So all of that So it's just like, I think There's always been a knowledge of Blackledge So it was like, oh, okay So how is this fight gonna go down? Both unbeaten, you know, both same records Which, that makes it even uh, more interesting And the first round of this fight First round was, um, it was kind of even, right? So we had Church, he's pushing forward. He wants to get on the inside and getting dirty. But Blackledge, he's really, he's just staying calm. He's um, utilising his jab, right? He's really good movement. You know, gets to the fence and he's, boom, he's slipping. He's moving. And he counters. He was hitting church with some good counters. So, yeah, the first round, it was very back and forth. Real interesting. But when you kind of, I kind of gave it to um, Blackledge. Because he was hitting, as I said, he was hitting good counters. Right, and really good combinations, really good combinations. And Church is coming with pressure, but it was a bit one dimensional in what he was, you know, he wasn't really deviating. And you could see that Blackledge was doing a lot of that. So we then go into the second round. And um, it's another good round, but then Blackledge gets a takedown, and um, yo, once he gets that takedown, you're just like, 
Uh-huh. Okay. This is interesting. I mean, well, I think he got a takedown in the first round, right? But he didn't hold it. But in the second round, he gets a takedown and he's able to control, you know what I mean, church on the ground. And, yeah, so we're seeing that ability. And then, you know, church gets up. But then Blackledge, I think he got three takedowns in the second round. Something like that. So he's hitting really good counters. And... Really good combinations I think that was the big difference in their game Because, you know, Church was still landing I mean, it was a really good fight But Blackledge was slipping And then hitting some really good combos So that was you know what I mean? I feel that was the big difference between the two. And in the third round, look, the pace these dudes were pushing, it, it was it was a high pace. And in the third round, like Blackledge, you know, he took him down and you know he controlled him on the ground, but that was kind of it. Right? There was he wasn't really pushing the fight. For a finish And you're watching the fight There was a few occasions Where Church gave up his back Church gave up the back But Blackledge didn't seem to um, He didn't seem to have any desire to take it And really hunt for a rear naked And like that, that made you wonder a lot Like does he not have a good ground game? Like, what's the reasoning here? Because the back is there. And you could see Church is fatigued. You know what I mean? So there was ability like, hmm, why isn't he taking the back? Right? And that was the um that was the odd thing there for me. You know, but it was a good fight, really good fight, and Blackledge clearly won it. You know what I mean? Uh so then we get to the main fight, and that was Tafon Nichawini against Al Matavo. And <laughs> oh my god, like Tafon was so much bigger, so much bigger than uh, Matavo. Um, you know, it was a light heavyweight fight. But you could looking at it, you're thinking, Matavo, like, he could make middleweight, couldn't he? So he was so much smaller, but he had the speed. He had the speed. And he's um, you know, just zipping in and out, landing on Tafon, and um, yeah, then bouncing. But, <laughs> so this is a big hit, like, Matavo was landing some good shots, none of the shots were really phasing Tafon, and, like, in that first round, there was a moment when Tafon landed a clean shot of Matavo's jaw, and you just saw the look, the look was just like, 
wait, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> You're just like, hold on, wait, is that legal? Wait, what? He must be, does he have a, a, a brass fist? What the fuck just happened? And you know what I mean? Manavo was able to extricate himself, but he looked rocked. He looked rocked. So there was that. And um yeah, Massavo ate a lot of body shots. So he was able to avoid the headshots for the most part, but he was eating a lot to the body. And uh, like an odd thing, he just had his hands way too low. His hands were way too low. It it was insane. It was insane. So we're in the second round, and Matavo's yeah, you know, he's trying to implement the same game now because he's eaten so much of the body. You can see he's starting to wear. And one thing that he keeps on doing, like he telegraphs a lot. And he doesn't, he doesn't change his exits, right? So he always exited by leaning to the right. You know, he would lean to the right. And when he threw the overhand, his other hand just comes down. So his chin is clear. Right? And these are things he just kept on doing. So um, there's a point and he, he moves to avoid... A shot and Tafon throws a kick. Now, because he was so close, he doesn't land a kick, but the knee, his knee, catches Batavo at the side of the head, which I mean, wasn't a clean shot, but it cut him and it dazed him. Right? So after taking all of this, Matavo is now he is tired. He is tired. And um yeah. It got to a point where, you know, when you're tired, you just, you know, your defense slips, right? You, you, you stop being as tight with those movements. And Matavo, look, he's been telegraphing that lean to the right. He did it one too many. And Tafon hit him with a, oh man, a head kick. Hit him with a head kick, clean to the chin, and Matuvo goes down. Goes down. Give it up to Tafon because he didn't try and follow it up, right? Didn't try and follow it up. But Tafon, but Matuvo was down for a long ass time. I'd say it was at least five minutes. He he was not moving. And oi. That was Oh, that was tough. So I hope Matavo doesn't fight, doesn't do anything crazy for a good fucking while. Because, yo, he needs some rest after getting his dome cracked like that. You know what I mean? But yeah, so those were the fights, man. And yeah, all of them good fights. But I think it was kind of clear who was going to get a contract. Well, I say kind of clear. Right, so we, um, the way it went, so, uh, you know, Kizavev, he gets a contract, and you're thinking, yeah, you know, was, he looked, oh, he looked sensational, he looked real fucking good, and especially being out for two years, 
You know what I mean? To come in and put that performance so you knew he was going to get a contract. Then Draco Rodriguez in the next fight. Again, you could see that he was going to get a contract. Because he escaped something and then turned on his shit. So we saw a little back and forth, you know what I mean? So in the third fight, Phil Hawes. You could see he was going to get one. So, you know what I mean? He's already been through the process a few times. And this, you know what I mean? He's come back and he's shown the improvement. And to get that sort of just brutal finish. Yeah. You knew he was getting one. Now, with the um, Sherrod Blackledge, he didn't get a contract. Right? And I kind of figured he wasn't going to. And that was because, look, as I said, what there there was moments when he could have taken the back and he didn't take the back. And then in the third round, the third round was more of a coast than a push. Right. And I think if he had pushed more in the third. Now, he he closed the round well. Right, so in the last 10 seconds, maybe it was 30 seconds, but in that, yeah, he, he looked better. But for the majority of the round, it was more of a, I need to get my fucking breath. And look, you you definitely understand that. It was a, it was a fast-paced fight. But on this night, right, that's not going to get you through. But let's see, the big thing is, you're like... Dana had seen some those first two rounds, like so you know that he's skilled, so he's got an invite back, and you've kind of feel, yeah, that makes it, and it's November, right? So, hey, that's perfect. Do you know what I mean? So you can rest up, get that training in, work on that rear naked choke, son. You know what I mean? Come back in November. All you need to do is win, and you've got a contract. Right, so then the last fight, so Tafon um, Nukchevi, I know I butchered that, right, so with him, I did wonder, because he's only had, he only had three fights, right, and with this one, he's definitely powerful, he is slow, you could see he was slow, but with the way he read the movement, and then landed the kick, that shows a lot as well, so, but I was thinking, maybe he's gonna get a developmental contract, but, yeah, you know, Daniel's just like, look, I thought about the developmental, but, yeah, you know what, fuck it, so, yeah, that was like, okay, but, uh, yeah, you knew he was gonna get something, so it did kind of go the way I expected, and I am sure that Blackledge, He's going to get, you know what I mean, he he comes back in November, gets that win, and it's all, it's a wrap, baby, you feel me? But, uh, hey, another fun night of fights. God damn, Tuesdays, it's a great day, right? It's a great day. But, um, you know, let's move on to some more stuff. Let's look ahead, right? Okay, so, coming up this weekend... As always, from the apex, we have got UFC Fight Night, Walter Stone v. Hill. Um, 
and yeah, look, we all know this wasn't meant to be that. It was meant to be the light heavyweight clash between the returning Thiago Santos and Glover Texeria, who has been on a run of late, right? But Texeria tested positive for um, COVID. <laughs> I should, yeah, I didn't just say he tested positive. No, for he got COVID, right? So there's changes. There were changes. And, um, we already had the co-main event, Waterstone v Hill. So the girls are like, yeah, we'll take the main event for sure. And we'll even add on an extra two rounds. So it's going to be a five-round main event. And, oh, this is fun. Right? So right now, <laughs> right now, people, it's a 12-bout card. And we all know that shit can change. Um, last weekend was a really big reminder of that. Because we started out, I think it was 11. And on the night, it ended up being 7. 7 really good fucking fights. 5 finishes. You know what I mean? So it was a good night. But goddamn, COVID really ran through that card. But so, we're going to go through them. But remember, shit could change, okay? Uh, so, we're going to start off the night with um, a fl women's flyweight bout. We've got Sabina Mazzo against Justin Kitch, which, uh, you know, they both got similar records. So, um, the Colombian queen, she is 8-1, 8-1, and one. Eight and one. And she's on a two-fight win streak, right? So, um, Mazzo's last fight was a split decision win over jo Jojo. No, actually, I don't know what the J's stand for. JJ Aldridge. Yeah, I do not know what the J's stand for. I don't believe so, anyway. But anyway, yeah, she um, beat Aldridge. That was at UFC 246, Right, so that was the McGregor Cormier card at um, towards the end of January. Uh, so yeah, she won that, and before that, be she beat Shana Dobson, another decision win, and that was at UFC two forty one, um, August last year, Cormier v Mochich two. So, you know, this would be. Oh, this would be her fourth UFC fight, right? She lost her debut against Mariana Moroz, but then won the next two. You know, so, you know, all fights have gone to uh, a decision. And looking through a career, because remember, she's only had nine fights, right? So she's won two via um, head kick. TKOs in the first round That was during her LFA, LFA run But for the most part Her fight seemed to go to a decision So she Across her She is fighting Justine Kitch And um, Justine's got a 7-2 and two record And she's on a one fight Win streak So that was Against Lucy Poldovova 
and that was the um, following week, really, that uh, Mazo's last fight. So that was UFC on ESPN Plus 24 uh, that took place on the 25th of January. Uh, now, Kitch, she's, um, ooh, she has had, as of this moment, um, this will be, this weekend will be a sit for USC fight, okay, so she has won three, lost two, now, the two that she lost, she lost to Felice Herring, and, Joy Young Kim, both de- decisions. The Kim was a split decision, right? So her her three wins were also decisions. <laughs> um, you know now the first two pro fights, she's won by uh, you know submissions, right? But the, yeah, that's kind of it. So again, yeah, they're very similar. Looking at the records, though, right? Um, Kitch has pr- actually fought a tougher. Um, I feel she's fought a tougher lot of people, right? She so Ronda Marcos, Nina Ansaroff. She has a win over Ansaroff, which you know, I mean, looking at Ansaroff now, she's a friggin' monster, you know. Uh, so yeah, I I do feel that Kitch probably has a you know she's fought tougher competition, so I feel that I'm gonna go with Kitch for the win, uh, with this one, right? Um, so our next fight we jump to the welterweight division. We got Brian Barbarina against Anthony Ivy. So, um, this will be interesting, right? So, Bam Bam, he's 14 and 7. He is on a two-fight losing streak. Okay, so, um, you know. But, right, we didn't say a two-fight losing streak. The the fights were Randy Brown and Vicente Lupe. So, not the easiest of fights, right? So, the Randy Brown fight was June last year. Um, and the Lupe fight was February last year, both were, um, both were actually TKOs in the third round, right, um, and it looks like they were kind of similar, caught by knees, followed up with punches, he has had a bit of a, it's been a bit of a up and down ride in the UFC, you know, he he's fought some tough he's fought some tough dudes right so um he's fought both Ellen Ellenberger Ellenberger brothers he you know, he his first fight in the UFC was against Joe and he later well his last win was against Jake so he's fought both of those he was the first person I believe to beat Sage Northcott. Um, but yeah, he's fought some, he ate, he beat Wiley Alvarez, but you know, he's fought some tough people, he, you know, he fought Kobe Covington, that went to a decision, he fought Leon Edwards, that went to a decision, so it's not 
like he he gets destroyed but you know when you fight tough fights it's gonna be tough right it's gonna be hard um he has got like he beat sage with an arm triangle right and he also has a rear naked choke before the UFC but for the most part it's probably a decision right he's probably winning via decision there's been a few TKOs right but he's he, you know Barbarina is just that gritty son of a bitch you know what I mean so he's going against Aquaman who is eight and three um he made his UFC debut in I think he was in, on Fight Island, right? Hmm. No, actually, it was just before they went to Fight Island, um, and he had the loss to Christian Aguilera, which was that quick, quick ass loss, man. Um, you know, fifty nine seconds in. Now, before that, you know, before he got to the UFC. He'd just been on a bit of a blaze. He was winning either TKO or he was submitting you. Right? That's all his fights. <laughs> you know, leading into the UFC. Couple of losses, right? Because when you live that, you know what I mean, sword life, sometimes it doesn't go your way. But yeah, he likes to throw down. Right, likes to throw down. So this is gonna be interesting. You know, I do kind of feel though, because Ivy he's got those submission wins and a variety of submission wins. You know, he's got all of that. I think I'm gonna go with Ivy for the win. Right? Because I just think that Barber we've seen Barbarina slow. Now, he's still going to have a war with you, but I feel that we've seen his reaction slow slightly. So, yeah, I think when you've got a guy come in with just less damage, right? Barbarina, remember, he's 14 and 7, right? And Ivy is 8 and 3. So, there's a big difference in the amount of fights. Now, age-wise, you know, Barbarina is only a year older, but it's the amount of damage taken. So, yeah, I think Ivy could get the jump in this one. So, yeah, we're going to go with Ivy. Then we go to, you know, we drop down to the lightweight division. We've got Brock Weaver against Frank Camacho. And, God damn, I am looking forward to this fight. So, uh... Chata Tuasca, he's 15 and 5, right, um, Weaver's coming off a loss, coming off a loss, um, you know, the last fight was the rear naked choke loss to Roosevelt Rodbins, and this was, oh gosh, that was May, right, so that was May this year, um, before that, he won his UFC uh, 
won the first fight into UFC. That was that crazy fight against Rodrigo Vargas when Vargas just hit that straight up illegal knee, which is just like, what the fuck? But, um, you know, Weaver came to the UFC via the Contender Series where he had that war with Devin Smythe. Um, so, yeah, look, we, we've seen Weaver throw down. We know Weaver is tough. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? But he is fighting the crank. He is fighting Camacho, who he's 22 and 9, right? And yes, he's coming off a couple of losses, right? Which, you know, the Justin James fight, which happened June, um, you know, towards the end of June this year. That was a crazy fight, right? And I feel anyone can get just caught. You know what I mean? He got caught with a hook. And then James just had the the wearable to, you know, go all out on him. Right? And before that, he lost to Benal Dayush. And Dayush is a beast. So you, you look at the record and, you know what I mean? Like... Kamuch's, um, his losses against legit, they're against legit fucking warriors, you know what I mean, Joy Jing Lang Lui, uh, Drew Dober, Jeff Neal, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, all tough sons of bitches, right, but we know Kamuch, he's He's gonna go in there to take your soul That's what he's gonna look to do So yeah, I go with um, I go with the crank for this one I don't think it's gonna be a, a safe night for Weaver so then we go, um, wow, you know, we're sticking with the lightweight division, you know, we've got a few lightweight fights on this card, we've got Alan Patrick against Bobby Green, man, I'm looking forward to this fight, right, so, um, Nuget, hmm, I don't know, I think that's how you pronounce it, he's 15 and 2, right, he, um, he lost his last fight, which was against Scott Holtzman. But, who you know what I mean? That was October 2018. So, since he's just, yeah, he's not been around. So, like, looking at his record, he then had fights scheduled for, um, you know, this year. So you can see that, okay, so the pandemic probably put pay to those, a few of those fights, right? Then some of the others just didn't work. Have no clue why. I'm kind of thinking it might have been a Yasada thing. But yeah, who knows, right? Now, um... He came to the UFC in 2013. And it might be injury, but he's looking at things. He has, like, he's not been the most active of fighters. Not been the most active. 
You know, he's just fought once a year, basically. I mean, in 2016, there was a couple of fights. Nothing in 2017. And then two fights in 2018. It's like, maybe it's that he had an injury. Maybe he had an injury. Let's, yeah, let's go with that. Right? Um, but, yeah, then he's he's fighting Bobby fucking Green, son. And the king ain't no joke. Ain't no joke. Ah, oh, I, I can't remember. He's, um, yeah, Patrick is 15 and 2, right? Um, but, yeah, Bobby Green, 26, 10 and 1. He's won those last two fights. And, you know, to be honest... I'd say he he you know what I mean he he definitely won the Trinaldo fight the Dracar close fight that was that was close as fuck I'd give it to Bobby but that was close the Trinaldo fight yeah Bobby won that fight it was insane that he, you know and they gave it to Trinaldo but he beat Clay Guida and then Lanada Fernanda and you know what I mean they were convincing wins so. Hey, Green has really used this pandemic to his advantage, getting those fights, putting in that work. Um, and we know Bobby comes to fight. He comes to fight. And, you know what I mean? He's got just a great skill set. And I ain't be, I'm not going against Bobby. You know what I mean? Bobby can choke you and he can switch your lights out. Or he'll grind out a fucking fight with you. So yeah, it's Bobby motherfucking Green, son. <laughs> That's how you you gotta see that fight for sure. Now this next fight, it's another lightweight fight. It's an odd one. It is an odd one. It we got Roosevelt Roberts against Matt Farola, and Roberts has been calling for this fight for. Ever No clue why Right So listening to um, You know Ray Longo On uh, The Anakin Florian He seems to think it's because Favola beat I think it was Jalen Turner Who's Roberts's teammate So it's one of those ones Which I don't know man That he Like Look, you beat a teammate, maybe your team wants it. But the way Roberts has been calling him out is kind of like, uh, <laughs> Frivola said something about his mama or something. I don't even know. It's an odd one. But, hey, it's got us this fight. And this is an interesting fight. It's an interesting fight, you know, regardless of the crazy. Now, the steamroller, he is 8-1-1. One, and one. He's coming off two wins. You know, which was uh, Luis Pena, and then, I mean, Pena was a split decision, right? And before that, it was, as I mentioned, Jalen Turner. Um, so the Pena fight, that was October last year, right? That was October last year. Now, he was scheduled to fight Roberts um, March... No, April, April, um, and you know, Cravola, Cronola, COVID, Corona, ugh, Corona obviously cancelled that, um, then he was meant to fight Frank Kamoch, 
that cancelled. But we get the Roberts fight now. So that's cool. Um, you know, Frivola came to the UFC via the Contender Series. And yeah, he's got so he's got two wins. Yo, know, he's got a loss. And he's got a draw. So that's been his UFC career. Now, before... I mean, a lot of his fights do go decision. He's got a couple of chokes, right? He's got a couple of chokes up in there as well. Uh, now, F- Roberts. Roberts is, um, you know, the Predator is 10-2. and two, Coming off a loss. And... Uh, it's a it's a it's a tricky one with him, right? So he also came via the contender series. You know, he um won his first two UFC fights, lost, won another two, and then lost. Now it's like he's definitely got good submissions. You know, the first, his ter- the contender series and then his first fight were both um, chokes. You know, he beat Brock Reaver with a rear naked, as mentioned earlier. Now, the last fight against Jim Miller, which was June this year. That was like that fight. You, you watched that and it was just clear that Roberts was just, he was just way too cocky. Left his arm where it shouldn't be. And yeah, got tapped, right? But before that, he had been looking really fucking good, really good. So I feel this, you know, Frivola fight is gonna be a fun fight, but right, but I kind of feel that Roberts has a better ground, uh, ground game. You know, he's definitely got way more submission. Wins and a variety of submission wins, and we've seen him with good hands. Now Favola's got good hands, but so I kind of feel that will cancel itself. But when it gets to the ground, I think Roberts has the advantage. So I'm gonna take Roberts, but I kind of feel this is gonna be a fun fight, right? Um, so then we jump. To our next fight Which is a ladies bantamweight clash And god damn it This is fun Right so both of these ladies Were on last week's card And they both lost their uh, You know opponent To covid So they agreed to fight Agreed to fight Um, And the fight got pushed to this week and so we're going to see Sijara uh, Eubanks against Julia Avila. So, yeah, this, god damn it, is good one. So, Sarge, she's five and four. Um, she's coming off a win, which was against Sarah Morais. And that was, um, that was via decision in May. Right? So... Before that, she'd you know she'd lost a couple, Besh Carrera and Aspen Lad. So yeah, you see, you know she came via the Contender Series. You know, is she's three and two so far in the UFC, right? Three and two, and just not as active 
as, you know, I feel that she'd want, there's been injuries and the like in there, all the fights have really kind of gone to the decision, um, she won a couple, like, she got submission and, uh, you know, a head kick knockout on the Ultimate Fighter, but since, I don't know, she has, it's just looked a bit hit and miss, really, she hasn't had that breakout fight, you know, but the Raging Panda, she's 8-1, and one, right, she's on a four-fight winning streak, and she has been looking really fucking good, really good, so she came to the UFC via, the, via Invicta, she got a great win in Invicta, um, then she got called up, fought Pani Kanzad on UFC 239, the Joe's v Santos card, uh, July last year, and yes, yeah, since then, she's just been, you know what I mean, just doing her thing, man, um, well, she's had a lot of cancelled, she hasn't had a lot of luck getting fights, a lot of getting cancelled, you know, but she beat um, Gina Man- Manzi, um, that was in June, right, June this year, and that was just, it was quick, it was nasty, you know, so, um, yeah, Avila is just, she's someone you do not want to fuck with, <laughs> you really don't, she can submit you, and she can really dust your clock, so, yeah, I feel that Avila, she's gonna go full panda, and she's gonna, yeah, she's gonna get this win, baby, she is gonna do work, so then we go to our main fight of the prelims. We got Matt Schnell against Tyson Nam. And that's a flyweight fight. Um, so looking at Danger Schnell, he's um he's coming off a loss, right? So that was against Al Alexandro Pontasia. Um oh. And that was, yeah, that was just a big right hand. He got caught. That fight was December last year. Right? But before that, before that, he had just, man, because, you know, he came via the ultimate fighter. That was the season where they were looking for a, um, you know, a contender for Demetrius Johnson. Right? And, yeah, you know. He won one, lost one. It was one of those, right? Got to the UFC, lost first two fights. But he then went on a four-fight winning streak, and he was looking good. He was looking good. And then he lost to Pantoja, which is a tough one. But, you know, Schnell has got skills, right? He can choke you. Choke, like, he's got a... A few TKOs, but mainly he's going to look to submit you, right? So that's the thing with him. Now, Tyson Nam, he is uh, 19-11-1, coming off a win, which was against Zaria Adashvev. Um, 
And that was uh, in June this year Right, that was one of those quick first round finishes Um, Before that he'd lost a couple But Kai Cara France and Sergio Pettis So, you know, both were decisions though You know what I mean? Um, So this is going to be It's only going to be his fourth UFC fight Lost the first two But then he won one so, um, yeah, it's an interesting one, right? But he has got, I think when you're looking at his record, it's, um, you know, not really, I can't see any submissions, but there's been a few TKOs. So he's got a little, he's got a little touch in his uh, gloves, you know what I mean? So it's an interesting fight. Definitely an interesting fight. I kind of feel that um, Schnell's going to get it done, though. Because he brings that submission variable. And, you know, I think it's going to go to the ground at some point. So, yeah, I think Schnell is just able to get it done. It's going to be fun, right? Going to be fun for sure. And it's a great way to lead us into that main card. Alright, so our main card Hey, it's five fights right now And they're good fights They are good fights, man Hey, you know what I mean? People will always complain But anyone that says this is not a good card They're a fool, right? So we start off with a featherweight clash And we've got Billy uh, Quantatillo I feel that's how you pronounce it Against Kyle Nelson So looking at these dudes records Right So um, you know Quentin Tillo He is 14 and 2 right now And he's coming off a 7 That's right people A 7 fight win streak You know got to the UFC via the contender series and um, he has won his first two fights Won his first two fights The last one The last one was a little something Because he was going up against Spike Carlisle The, um, gosh, I feel his nickname is like the Ginger Assassin Something like that And that first Carlisle fight He was crazy you know, he got a, a just a huge win, and so you're thinking, oh, he's gonna, you know what I mean? He's just gonna take it to Quantillo. Quantillo really just schooled Carlisle, you know, really did. So hey, it was a decision win, but Carlisle was not in that fight. Quantillo really just dictated everything that went down. So that was um, that was May. Yeah, that was May this year And before that He beat Jacob Kilburn And his contender series match was against Kamula Kirk So yeah You know, he's um, You know, the Kilburn win was a triangle Uh, Before that he's got some TKOs you know, a reti- um, a referee stoppage. Someone retired after the second round. Yeah, you know, Quantillo, hey, he can take care of business. He has um a few more 
submissions earlier in the career, you know, which, you know, makes sense that, look, the tougher that, ex- you know I mean, the, the people get, the harder it is, because people are now, you're fighting a higher class of competition, and these people, hey, they know what to do, they know how to fight, you know, um, he did actually, he was on the um, Ultimate Fighter season 22, but, you know, he didn't get a contract after that one, but he went away, back to the regional, did his thing, got some wins, and yeah, got got to the contender and did his thing. He fought, he's actually fought karma, um, ish, karma worthy. Right, they fought in 2015. Worthy won. You know, so um, it'll be interesting if they get to run that back at some point. But yeah, Quantillo, he ain't a joke. He ain't a joke, for real. But he is fighting Kyle Nelson, the monster. And he's 13 and 3. And he's on a one-fight winning streak. So that was against Polo Reyes, um, where he got a you know really good first round stoppage. Uh, that was September last year, right? He's um you know this will be his fourth full fight in the UFC. Lost the first two, and um, then he beat Reyes. But those first two, his first fight in the UFC was against Diego Ferreira. You know what I mean? Then he fought Matt Sales. So, not easy fights, right? Not easy fights. And, um, yeah, he, he you know, he's got a, a, a good wheelhouse of skills. He's won with submissions. He's got, a, a, you know, a few TKOs up in there as well. So, yeah, I feel they're matched well. I feel they're matched well, but I kind of feel that Quantillo, he's just, yeah, I think he's going to get the win. I think he's going to get the win. You know, the way he put away Spike Carlisle, yeah, I think Quantillo's got this one. Um, So, after that, hey, this is a fun fight. We got Ed Herman against Mike Rodriguez. Um, at light heavyweight, right, and, um, you know, Herman has had a couple, this is his third opponent, right, he's meant to fight, um, John Allen, that got cancelled, then he was meant to fight Gerald Marshall, that got cancelled, so, uh, yeah, you know, Herman is just down to fight, so, um, yeah, but Mike Rodriguez, oh shit, right? It's not the easiest of tight fights, but what has Short Fuse got for us? You know, he is 24, 14, and won no contest. Uh, he's coming off a couple of wins, you know, so uh, that was against uh, Cadiz Ibrahimov. Uh, that was November last year. As a decision, 
And then he beat Patrick Cummins in May last year, and that was TKO. So, yeah, but look, Herman has been around for a long ass time. You know, been around for a long ass time. We've seen him in there with everyone. You know, he's been in there with everyone. He, um, yeah, he, man, he's been in the UFC. He came on the same season of the Ultimate Fighter as Mike Bisbin. You know, season three in 2006. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's been a while, right? And, yeah, he's just fought so many people. He's won a lot of different ways, you know, submissions, TKOs, decisions, all of that. So uh, he went to strike force for one fight, and then he came back. It was an interest. So I kind of feel that was probably when um, UFC bought strike force because he he beat Ronaldo Souza. Um, so yeah, I I kind of imagine that was probably when it's twenty thirteen. So yeah, that's when they bought strike force, right? Um, but yeah, you know. We know what Herman does. Now, he is fighting Slow Rodriguez, who's 11 and 4. And, god damn, that last fight. Jeez. Do you know what I mean? Rodriguez, oh god, he fucked Marcin Prichona up. He really did. That was brutal. And that was just the other week. 22nd of August <laughs> You know what I mean Hey, But that was a first round First round bludgeoning So yeah it's not surprising That he was just like yeah Let's turn it around quick um, But you know Rodriguez is brutal Rodriguez is Definitely brutal And look Herman is a veteran He's a veteran He is tough as shit but we, you know, what I mean, we, we, like, this is a crazy thing. Rodriguez's nickname is Slow, right? He ain't slow. You know what I mean? There's nothing slow about Rodriguez. And I, on the flip side, I do feel that Short Fuse has slowed down, has slowed down. So, yeah, I think Rodriguez is going to catch him. So, yeah, I'm going with Rodriguez. And I think this could be a little bit brutal. Okay, so our next fight, we go to the um, the ladies' flyweight division. We've got Andrea KGB Lee against a happy warrior, Roxanne Modafferi. Uh, this is yeah, this is interesting, man. So Lee is forty, sorry, eleven and four. 11 and 4, she's coming off a couple of losses, which was, um, yeah, they're tricky ones, right? So, the, the, you know, she lost a split decision to Lauren Murphy in February this year. Split decision that I did feel that, you know, Lee won. I thought that was a, a, a rather egregious on the judges' card. And she also lost to, uh, um, you know, Jojo Calderwood 
That was a split, but yeah, I kind of felt Calderwood did win that. But, you know, she's beat Montana De La Rosa. She beat Ashley Evans-Smith. Veronica Macedo. So, you know what I mean? She's, you know, she's been in there. She's done that. Um, you know, she's, you know, kicked ass in Invicta. I kind, I feel she was the Invicta champ. I might be wrong, but I kind, I felt that she was the Invicta champ. You know, she's fought in LFA. So, yeah, you know, she's put in work, man. Um, there's like, she's got a, 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 a few sub- submissions, but I mean, I wouldn't say she's a submission fighter. You know what I mean? She's not always hunting for a submission, really. Uh, when you watch her fights, you know, and those submissions were earlier on. Like the last one was twenty seventeen. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, she's got those She has them in the arsenal uh, But, you know, she's going up against Roxanne Modafferi Who's 24 and 17 Now, she's coming off a loss But, right I will say We are seeing a different Roxanne Modafferi You know um, you know, she beat, she lost to Lauren Murphy, and that was a close fight, that was a, definitely a close fight, uh, but, you know, we, the way we see, we saw her beat Macy Barber, you know what I mean, that was interesting, you know, she put, she really put in work against Antonio Shevenko, Antonia Shevenko, like, we've seen a, 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 a more of a killer Instinct in Modafferi, in you know, since she's been fighting under um, Big John Wood at Syndicate, you know, so I I feel Modafferi's got this one, you know, KGB she's good, but Modafferi is you know she's really good on the ground. Her stand up has just leaps and bounds improved, and as I said, look, she's now a little bit nastier. So yeah, I think she's going to utilize that experience and um get the win. So yeah, I'm going a modafari. So we then go to our co-main event of the evening. It's another lightweight fight. So yeah, this is a uh, a lightweight heavy card. Um and we have got Otman Azata Against Karma Worthy. So this is fun. This is a fun fight. So the bulldozer, he is 12 and 0. 12 and 0. Crazy. He won that UFC debut. Um that was September last year on the uh Khabib Poirier card, UFC 242. Uh, against Timu Pakalen, right, and uh, yeah, hasn't fought since, which is, uh, yeah, I don't even know, I don't know, so he was scheduled to fight Worthy in April, but obviously, COVID got in the way, but it's good it got rescheduled, right, um, 
yeah, he's he's winning his fights mainly by TKO. He's got a couple of submissions. They were in 2015, right? But nothing really since. Since then, he's just wanted to turn people's lights out. <laughs> now, ah, the Death Star, you know, worthy. He's 16 and 6. Right, and yeah, like Worthy is is a crazy situation. You know what I mean? He'd been fighting on the regionals for a while. You know, took a while to get there, but that that's big, right? Because it shows the grind. It shows you were there for it. You know what I mean? You put in work, and once he got that, you know, opportunity. <laughs> oh man. He, he he didn't you know what I mean he didn't drop the ball, and he had to fight his boy, he, you know Devonte Smith. That was just like, whoo, that was brutal, you know. And then he um, he beat Luisa Pena with the guillotine in June. So uh, yeah, worthy. He again look you look at his career and he's winning by TKO. He's winning by submission. Yeah, he's just been in there doing his thing. So, he's already fought with no crowd. Right? He, he understands that situation. He's done that. And also, he's just... Yeah, he's been doing this for a good-ass while. He's got some losses. You know? Lost to Paul Felder back in the day. His first... His third pro fight. <laughs> he fought Paul Felder Yeah, So he's been in there with people he, He's fought, he's lost So he, you get a thing that he's I mean, He gets to grind Right, there's nothing that he's going to be like Oh, this is going to be tough You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's nothing about that Right, so um yeah, I feel Worthy's going to do this. I think he's going to uh, get that win. You know what I mean? I feel he's going to get that win. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good fight. But, yeah, Azitar's O is going to go. You know what I mean? Like, look, Azitar has definitely fought some tough dudes. He's, you know, he's been in there doing his thing But I feel Worthy's The level of his competition is probably a little bit tougher Just a little bit tougher And, um, yeah He's been on that grind longer So I'm going to go Worthy But, people It's going to be a fun co-main And it's a great way to lead us To that big-ass fight Michelle Walderstone V Angela Hill. Now, Karate Hottie, she is 17 and 8. You know, she's coming off a couple of losses, right? But look, I mean, Carla Esparza last fight was a split decision. I mean, Esparza did win it, right? Um, and that was May this year. And before that, she lost to uh, Shoana Jonjacek, which, you know, Jonjacek, yeah, she won that fight. 
You know, that was October last year. But before that, you know, she beat Carolina Kovavich, Felice Herring, Courtney Casey. Yeah, she, you know, she's had some good fights. She's fought Teresa Torres, Rose Nama Nunes, beat Paige Van Sant, Angela Magnana. So she's done a lot Look, she um, was the Invicta Atomweight Champion So that's the big thing, right? That she used to fight at Atomweight (laughs) You know what I mean? Used to fight at Atomweight But yeah, made that move You know, made the move to um, Strawweight So look, Waterstone is tough Right? She's tough but she can do, you know what I mean, she's got skills You know what I mean, she, she's going to, uh, yeah, she's going to choke the fuck out of you If she gets the opportunity, right uh, You know, but there's a, a, a couple of stoppages back in the day But that's atom weight, man Like, you know, the power doesn't really translate to that straw weight But, yeah, she can wrestle she can submit you. She's got skills. She's got skills, right? She's going against overkill Angela Hill, who is 12 and 8. So she's coming off a loss, but come on. Come on. Like that loss was bullshit. Claud- she beat Claudia Gadea. That was just crazy. Real crazy, made no sense Made no sense at all That fight was um, May this year But before that whoo, You know what I mean So She uh, beat Loma Lukbumne Hannah Cypher Arena um, Karalusi Alright, like She, look, as well She beat Jian Yan You know, that was another Bullshit decision that went against her But I feel the thing with um, Lee The thing we've seen She started to fight Just more regularly She just was like Yeah put me in there You know what I mean Put me in there So it, when you look at it right She um, Let's look 2016 no, Sorry 2019 She lost to Randa Marcos in March She then fought Jody Escobel in April Won that She then fought Zhang Yang In June you know, That bullshit call She lost She then fought Ariana Coraloso In September Then she fought Hannah Cypher in January Look, Bume in February And then Gadea in May And the thing that he was always said That once she, you know I mean, got more reps in there She's become more comfortable Become more comfortable and things just flow And you can see that in her fighting Right, you can definitely see that Yo, it's it's a funny thing. So she came via the contender series, series twenty. You know what I mean? So she got in there, she won a fight on the finale, right? 
But then she lost two fights. Lost two fights, tough. You know, Teresa Torres and Rose Namanunes. Then gets cut, right? So that's 2015. So she moves over to Invicta and goes on a tear. Goes on a tear, wins the belt. Wins the belt. And we we saw a different Angela Hill in Invicta. She was relaxed. She was cool. She was just putting in work. Kems gets a call back up to the UFC. Loses to Jessica Andrade. Right? But, yeah, then she's, you know, she won fight, lost the fight. Won a fight, lost a couple, but she then seemed to put it all together. And we're seeing her fight more like that in Victor's style. So Hills, you know, she she's got a little vicious. You know, in that ground and pound she put on Hannah Cypher. Right? She she's getting nasty. You know, she's getting loose for sure. So this is gonna be fun. This is a real fun fucking fight. And it's a tough one, right? Because both, I like both. Both are great fighters. Both former Invicta champions. You know what I mean? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say heel for now. Because I just think heel's trajectory, she's on that. Upward curve And I think Walterstone She's coming down slightly She had a load of momentum She's just kind of dropping off A little bit But when you look like 17 and 8 I mean, She's been fighting for a long Time So like Yeah it happens You you, you know what I mean You lose a step slightly And when you see it, the training that Hill's been doing, man, she has been she's been working, right? She really has been working, and when you like look at her, her training partners at Alliance, she's got a great set of training partners. So, yeah, I think she's got that fire. She's got that hunger. And I, yeah, I think that's going to take her to the win But it's going to be a fun fucking fight And it could go either fucking way, right? So I think seeing them at weigh-ins, that stare down That's going to tell you a lot But for right now, and I could change But right now, we're, we're team overkill, okay? But yeah, I'm looking forward to this card, people And... I hope no kites drop out, but hey, it's those times, right? So we will see what the fuck happens. All right, but there you go. Okay, so we have got to that time again, people. So let's take a look and see what is happening in the fight world. So we got some fun shit, right? Um. UFC 253 that takes place on the 26th of September and is fight island bound. I do believe that is right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Right, so um, Jeff Hughes is going to be fighting one Espino. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be a good fight. Then uh, let's jump to the following week, the 3rd of October. Kyla Phillips will be throwing down with Dana Battergrill. Yeah, I'm not sure I pronounced that right, but uh, what are you going to do, man? Uh, two weeks later, on the 17th of October, David Zawada is scheduled to fight Monir Laziz. Then on the 7th of November, this fight has been rescheduled so many times. But this is the new date for Claudia Gadea against Yang Zhizhang. Now, this is interesting, right? So, um, actually, fuck it. Let's jump to November the 26th. Martin Day is scheduled to fight Anderson Dos Santos. Uh, on the same card, no, that's the 28th of November, my bad, the 28th. On the same card, Rachel Ochevich is going to be fighting Gina Mazzano. Uh, fun fight. And then on the 12th of December, so this will be UFC 256. We are hopefully going to get Carla Esparza against Amanda Rebus. And you kind of feel that the winner of that fight possibly gets a title shot. You know what I mean? Because that's a good fight, right? Now, this is interesting, right? So UFC um, 255, which will be, I believe that's the last card in this uh, this route of fight island fights right so um that is going to be taking place so it worked for european audiences which you know what i mean it makes sense right because khabib is from dagestan russia is in europe right he is the most popular and biggest Muslim, you know, star, right? So making it at a time that, yeah, works for Europe, that's all good. And it means it's afternoon time in the US. So I think it's a win-win for everyone, right? And it's going to be fun as fuck. So, uh, yeah. I am looking forward to that. But people, that is it for this week. Um, no, that's it for today. We will be back on Friday. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, people, we will touch base then to go over the news. Possibly Thursday night's NFL game. So, uh, yeah, we will catch you then, people. All right. So, uh, yeah, until Friday, people, peace!